find food or evade predators. But in the waters off the Galapagos Islands, there is a school of fish like no other in the world. Thousands of hammerhead sharks congregate and swim in intricate patterns, the only species of shark to exhibit schooling behavior. Scientists still don't know why. Have they come here to feed and take refuge in a hostile ocean? Are they selecting potential mates? Or are they engaging in mysterious social behaviors that an outside observer could never understand? My name is Colin Fisher. I'm 14 years old and weigh 121 pounds. Today is my first day of high school. I have 1,365 days left until I'm finished. Colin clutched his precious dog-eared notebook to his chest. The notebook had seen better days, though it had been fastidiously cared for. Its red cover was faded, the metal spiral down its side showed the wear of a slow but inevitable unraveling, and the holes in the cardboard were worn down from constant opening and closing. The notebook, in Colin's way, unspoken but demonstrated, was loved. He pushed his way through the sea of humanity around him, sometimes bobbing, sometimes swimming, eyes downcast to avoid the gaze and attention of any predator that might hunt the hallway. Collisions with other students occurred, though infrequently, in spite of Colin's best efforts. Excuse me, he would say without looking as someone brushed his arm. Please don't touch me, as elbow met elbow. I'm sorry. Colin's eyes flicked upward, having counted every step before this last one, knowing there were precisely 27 between his locker and the boys' room. The heavy wooden door dwarfed him, and for a moment, Colin fixed on the blue triangular sign just next to it. Colin didn't like the color blue. It made him feel cold. Still, he pushed against the door, taking care to protect the notebook from coming into contact with any part of it, especially the blue triangular sign. The boys' room was dimly lit and dirty. Colin carefully set his notebook on a narrow black shelf and stood at the white porcelain sink. He noted with a wince that the sink itself was not very clean or well cared for, and after a moment's hesitation, turned on the faucet. One turn, beat. Two turns, beat. Three turns, now wash. Two drops of soap from the dispenser. Blue, which Colin didn't like, but there was nothing to be done about it. It was only after rinsing his hands, when his bespectacled eyes met his own in the decaying mirror, that Colin realized he was not alone. Wayne Conley stood behind him. Wayne was a beast, Colin's opposite in every way. He was broad, thick, giving the impression that he might have been carved out of solid rock rather than born from flesh and blood woman. Colin turned toward him, and Wayne smiled. Colin scrutinized the smile, analyzed it. What did it mean? He pictured a series of flashcards, each with a different sort of smile drawn on it, each carefully hand-labeled for proper identification. Friendly? Uh, nervous? Happy? Surprised? Shy? Uh, cruel? Hello, Wayne, Colin said as if he were reading from a script. How are you today? Wayne's smile widened as he grabbed Colin, quick for someone of his size. His indelicate fingers twisted the material of Colin's striped polo shirt, then hoisted him into the air and carried him toward a bathroom stall. My shirt, Colin observed. You'll ruin it. Bill me.